Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Chat Podcast. On this episode, we're looking ahead to the Cage Warriors 104. It takes place in Cardiff on the 27th of April. And on today's show, we'll be speaking with all the big fighters from that card, including Mason Jones, Jack Shore, Scott Malone, Tom Kong, Watson and Aaron Khalid. The MMA media will also be giving us their thoughts on the round table too, with John Sloan and the guys at Newsome MMA and Severe MMA as well. So let's get to the chat. We start in Wales with our greatest son, the champion, defending his crown on the home turf. He's doing it against Scott Boom Boom Malone as well, but he's on fire and it's Jack Shaw. Page Warriors 104 takes place in Cardiff Wales on the 27th of April. And I'm pleased to say, returning to the show is a bantamweight champ, the main event, Wales' greatest son, Jack Shore. Jack, how you doing, mate? <laughs> Wales' greatest son, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, I'm all good. Uh, how are you? You do, you, you're doing, doing well right, as well, man. I imagine. Hang in there, brother. Ah, you're well-loved, man. I mean, you've got some following. Uh, the, the people love you, man. You, you must feel the love, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, it started as a... Uh, right from amateur, I had a good core group of friends and, and my family used to follow me everywhere. And um, they're a rowdy bunch in, in, in a good way. And I think, <laughs> yeah. obviously... The, the more shows I fought on, people have sort of clocked on where where, where my supporters are and sort of got got, got the sing song going with them, and it's it's just gone from there. And obviously now I'm I'm selling out the the ice arena. I sold out twice last year, and again now in April. So yeah, I do uh, I do feel the support and I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Do you um, do you feel it building every time? Like, do you get stopped in the street and that kind of thing now, or where are we at? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely getting bigger all the time. Yeah. Um, especially over Christmas and you know in in Aberdeen more so I, I get a couple of people uh, you know just stop me and, and wish me well and and uh, you know ask when the next fight is so it's it's nice you know it's um the fruits of your labour and all that and oh, um, it, it is getting bigger and bigger and that's that's obviously down to cage warriors and MMA in general is growing so you know we're, we're in a good spot it's a good time to be involved. For sure, man. Let's get a wee catch up from uh, from last time we spoke. Obviously, Cage Warriors one hundred. Um, you were getting ready for Mike Akindio, the belt, unbeaten records, hometown, a lot on the line, and it was just very convincing fashion. Let's say that, man. You must have been must have been well pleased with the uh, with the TKO. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I, I was very happy with the fight. To be honest, um, in, in the build up, I noticed a lot online that uh, people were sort of writing me off and. Um, you know, I, I come working out, people were saying that, uh, you know, I was going to get manhandled and, and oh, what's he going to do when he ends up on his back? And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, me and my coaches know my ability and, and I always had it in my head, you know, we'll, we'll see who's laughing afterwards. And um, so to get the win, obviously, you know, in the fashion I did and sort of beat Mike at his own game was um, was one of the was one of the highs of my career for sure. And obviously winning the belt as well is just an added bonus. Oh, I for sure. Do you let uh, so like you were saying like people were sort of writing you off? I, I didn't. I didn't think that would enter your thoughts. Like, it sounds like you've used it as motivation. But um, is that do, do you keep your ear to the ground? What people are saying and things when it comes to yourself? Yeah, it's not so much you know that I take. It's not so much I let get to me or bother me. But you, you know, it's like yeah, you're doing these interviews and you know I get tagged. Especially if I fight, cannot get tagged. And I'm right <laughs> the center about the yeah. show. And um, you know, you you read the interviews and and, and uh, listen to the people chatting, and they they just they seem to write me off a little bit. And I thought, well, we'll see we'll see how that one goes right. for you. But uh, it's it's not something I let bother me or you know make me emotional before a fight. It's just um, it's something that you like you said uses motivation and um, you know see you as the last laugh. That's it, man. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah you shot Mike's takedown attempts every every single one of them from remember right. Dominated the fight, man, on the feet and on the mat, securing a uh, TKO third round. Cage Warriors 100 to boot as well, man. I mean, great, greatest night of your fighting career, is that probably fair to say, mate? Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Um, 
you know, like I said, about 100 times before the last fight, the, to fight for a world title is, is special alone. But to but to do it, you know, in your in as what's good as my my own my own town, and obviously being the biggest cage wars event ever, just yeah. added to the stakes. And so it's something I'll always remember, you know. And, and, and when it's all said and done, I'll be able to look back on that night, you know, and normally I'll be able to take that away from me. So we're talking a wee bit off air about you know from then to now, but Christmas, New Year, you enjoyed yourself, treating yourself well, mate. Yeah, it's just it was just nice to have a bit of time. Not time off training because I'm always in the gym, you know. Even over Christmas, I was training, you know, at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. But it was nice to just take your time a little bit, you know, as those recovery sessions, those yeah. technical sessions, rather than you know the the full force of fight camp. So it was nice to have. I think it was around four to five weeks I had just, you know, taking over and improving and um, let my body heal and I'm ready to go again now for this next one. Oh, good stuff, man. Let's get to my boy then, Scott Boom Boom Malone. <laughs> oh, I mean, I follow Scott. We were talking about affair as well. Like since he turned pro, I've had him on a podcast a few times, shared the match and that kind of thing. Um, it's so exciting for me, I guess, because I know all about Scott and and I love watching your stuff. So I get two questions here for you, Jack. First, how do you rate my man Boom Boom? And second, how how's it all going to go down for you on fight night? Yeah, I I rate Scott very highly. You know, um, this, he's only had seven profiles. But he's obviously a lot better than than that, I think. But with his, with his judo background, and, and you know, you look at the his last two wins against Sam Singer, and especially my teammate Josh, he, he looked very impressive. Yeah. And um, you know, people seem to, to call him a grappler, but I, I think he's he's fairly well well rounded as well. You know, you, you've seen that in the Sam Singer fight; he's got a decent strike in. So he's definitely a worthy challenger, and it's it's a tough test for me. But obviously, you know, I'm very confident in my abilities, and and knowing uh, you know, that's not me being cocky or whatever I just always am I always I always see myself as um as a level above these guys especially on the European circuit and um as good as Scott is I, I see that I'm, I'm just gonna have the edge in every area and and it's gonna the bad staying in Wales uh, to, to break it to you <laughs> <laughs> fair play lad and it's gonna be some night man yeah Cardiff is always so raucous and then you've got your fans into the bargain as well which makes so much noise and uh, like you said man you're feeling love it's gonna be an electric night man I, I really can't wait to see it it's, it's gonna be something else for sure you know a wee bit up topic because um, uh, I was nosying on social media and obviously nosying through your uh, timeline before this I see you post quite a lot of uh, I, I take it you're an Oasis fan right you post a lot of those yeah. I'm a big Oasis fan, yeah. You've been to see them back in the day or what? <coughs> no, no, no I've, I've, I was only about, well, when they split up, I think it was about 13, 14, so I never got to go. I've been to see um, Liam live in Cardiff, nice. and uh, I've got tickets to go and see Noel as well in Cardiff in May, so I'm looking forward to that. Is that this year? And, uh, nice. <laughs> Should should they ever uh, get back together, I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll I'll try and try and get tickets. But I imagine they're going to be in high demand. But uh, I'll see if I can pull a few strings. Yeah, that's it, man. I got the pleasure of seeing them. Uh, when was that? Uh, what was Hindu Times and all that? What year was that? Probably 2002 or something like that. I was in like 17 oh, or 18 yeah, yeah. or something. But yeah, man, just like I mean, they were already massive for years by that point. But yeah, just I mean, it's if they ever do get back together, man, yeah, get yourself to an Oasis gig and like, oh. Just glorious, no, definitely, man. mate. It's, uh, it's it's the uh, it's the dream. Hopefully, you know, one day they'll uh, they'll do it. And because uh, I always have a little stick off my girlfriend because she reckons I'm obsessed with them, and uh, <laughs> she's always telling me to turn the shit off. But, uh, you know, she, I don't let it get to me. So if they do get back together, I'll imagine I'll have to drag her to one of the gigs. See, you know, see if I can change her mind as well. <laughs> what's uh, so she doesn't like Oasis? So what's on? Uh, what's her listening? <laughs> I think she likes them a little bit, but I I, I think. 
but I listened to him so much now. It's constantly all I've ever got on. I think it's wearing a bit thin. Right. Now she's a bit bored of it, but uh, she 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 likes the odd track here and there. So I, right. I'm converting her slowly. Good lad. I really liked your post actually a few weeks ago as well. Um, it was one. I think it was like one of your earlier fights, maybe second or third fight, and you're you were criticising your performance, but you're appreciating the sort of learning experience as well. Um, do you watch old fights often, like your old performances and that a lot, Jack? <coughs> Uh, not 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 too often. I think it was my fourth fight. It popped up on my uh, my memories, on my on my Facebook memories, and uh, you know I just just clicked. I've watched that fight about three times in two years because it then it's not a performance I was really happy with on the night. But watching it back, like like I said in the post, it's sometimes it's nice to to watch those back and see how far you've come. You know, in, in what's only two years, it, it seems like I've come on leaps and bounds from that. You know, if I fought myself back then, it, it would be a it would be a domination. So. It's, it's one of them ones I think, you know, people are big into watching footage of other fighters and the top guys, but I think it's good to watch a little bit of yourself as well yeah. to, um, you know, just to, to show that, you're, you know, you're doing something right and, you, and you're, you're progressing up the ladder slowly, you know what I mean? It's, um, you've got to appreciate your, your own skills as well as other people's. Aye, that's good, man. Well said. An interview you, you did recently, you were asked about the UFC, and I know, I know we spoke about that last show. Um, I think you were saying it was like only a matter of time or whatever. I never want, I hate asking this, man. I never want guys to look ahead, but let's let's say hypothetically after Scott, <laughs> what have you got planned in the future, Jack? Uh, I think there's, there's talks of, I think, cage warriors were going to come back to Wales at the end of the year, October time. So obviously, right. providing all goes well, I'd like to defend the belt again in, in Cardiff. Um but I see they go to Australia as well, and that'd be a nice little one to tick oh. off the bucket list. Uh, mm. You know, before I before I move on, because you know it's like when when us British guys, you know, first move to the UFC, they t- we tend to you know they tend to be on the the British card and the European card. So if yeah. they, they're going to go to Australia before the year is out, I might uh, I might sack off the Welsh card and say let's, uh, let's have a little trip <laughs> to Australia, Great, uh, get, get get a win out there, and uh, and then potentially move on to bigger and better things. But like you said, you know, it's one fight at a time. It's always yeah. been that mentality with me. I, Never, never look too far in the future because it's a mad old game. You know, you, anything can happen. But um, fully focus on Scott and getting the win there. And obviously, after the twenty seventh, we'll uh, we'll go from there. Well said, mate. Um, to come fight night in Wales, we're expecting the Barmy Army making a lot of noise as usual. Um, and we mentioned how much love you've got and, and just in your home country, mate. Just tell us a wee bit more. What does it mean to you the, the love and support that that you get from your fans, mate? Yeah, it's massive to me. It's um, you know. People say, I hear a lot of people say they don't really, you know, they don't focus on the crowd too much. But, and as much as you can't let it take over your performance, when you're in there, especially in Cardiff, you know, the, the arenas, you know, the way it's laid out, the crowd's really on top of it. Yeah. It's hard not to, to five off that atmosphere, you know, especially when I walk out, they're all going nuts. I have, to, I have to focus a lot to, to, to keep calm <laughs> on the on the walkout as well. But especially in our last fight, you know, when I was putting the pressure on and uh, in, especially in that fear, I could hear the crowd getting more and more rowdy, spurring mm-hmm. me on and, it does give you that little extra boost, I find, you know, and 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 in all fairness to the to the, the supporters who come watch me, they they travel to London, to Belgium, you know, they, they come all over to come watch me. It's not just, you know, it's obviously bigger in Wales because it's easier to get to, but the fact that, that they're prepared to, you know, spend their their hard earned money, you know, and, and have a night out to to come watch me when they could be spending it on other things, it means the world, and um, I'll, I'll forever be grateful, you know, and 
I just look forward to taking them more places now. And uh, you know, when we start moving on to them bigger shows, like you said, Australia will be a nice trip for them. They just can't get, they just can't get saving a little bit because uh, <laughs> the, the flights ain't gonna be too cheap. Over there, yeah, imagine. man, you can sort them out. You'll you'll sure have a better stroke for uh, them. I'm sure it'll be fine, man. Start uh, with uh, with Graham, and then don't, that's it. <laughs> I'll donate to the tour fund. That's all the boys. There you go, man. That's it, Jack. Always a pleasure at your time, sir. Um, we're in for such a treat watching this fight. I really can't wait. But before I let you go, um, I just want to offer you the floor if you want to shout out any sponsors, associates, family, friends, anyone you like, jackets. It's all yours, mate. Yeah, just just big thanks to uh, obviously all my team at Tulare Combat, uh, my coaches Richard Shaw, Carl Parker, uh, Gary Lockett, crew him and and Big GC Greg Carlo doing my my strength conditioning. Obviously, my my family, you know, my mom, my sister, my girlfriend, all, all the boys, all my my supporters, and all my sponsors as well. I'm not gonna name them individually because I got that many. I'll end up forgetting someone and then upsetting <laughs> them. So if you go on my social media, my Instagram and and Twitter, and that, they're all over there. So, or on Jack Show MMA. So get involved, give them a follow, and uh, support the companies. Cracking, Jack Show. Massive thank you again for coming back on our podcast. Uh, best of luck, come fight, mate. Top man. Thanks a lot. Cheers to Jack, can't wait man, and, and we'll get Scott's reaction later on in the show, but we're staying with Wales, to chat with the King, it's King versus Kong in this one, first up it's Aaron Khalid. We're back in Cardiff, and it's on the 27th of April, I'm pleased to say we have returning to the show, Aaron King Khalid. <laughs> your highness, Hello, how, are how are you sir? <laughs> Should I yeah, bow down or <laughs> sitting on your throne nice and comfy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's it man, cracking, last time we spoke obviously Cage Warriors 100, yeah, you're getting ready for hacking force and Teddy Dars finish for you, sir. Um, happy yeah. days, eh? Yeah, nice, nice together finish, especially with Dars. It's that trademark in that submission now. Yeah, man. I try, try to get it a lot. <laughs> it's the royal submission now, that's it, mate. It's yeah, the, the, the royal submission. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, uh, we were speaking about it there, he was kind of, he wasn't happy with his stoppage or something. What do you remember from all of that, mate? Yeah, he was like saying he went out, was confused whether the ref stopped there. Uh, if he were out or not, he still should have moved when the ref tra- told him to move and move his arm. Like he could like reacted, moved his feet, something, not just laid there, stiff. Yeah. That's a tricky one, isn't it? Because like a lot of the defence says you go flat on your back, but you're still in it. You know, what I mean, it's not really. Yeah. But if you're not moving at all, man, it's. Yeah, like I understand his point of view, saying now oh, it's the way to defend and stuff. But the ref moved your arm, at least wave at him or something. Yeah, let him know. Aye. Like I suppose at the end of the day, it was Cage Warriors 100 in Wales. Big show, big submission for you. I mean, it probably didn't get much better than that, right? Best best night of your fighting career, would you say? Yeah. Ah, yeah, one of the best victories. Good uh, good after party, no doubt. Uh, no, my leg was busted up from his low car kick. So <laughs> right, went saying. home and sat and moped him round in my bed. <laughs> and my missus doing all the running round for me, getting me food and stuff. Is it is it really that bad? Is it like you can't walk on it? Just crippling it was, it was yeah, it was it was really bad. Like I had to get crutches for the first few days. Jesus, man. Yeah, we were saying like I, I don't know if I've just noticed it, but I'm seeing that quite a lot. Not just leg kicks, but the low on the calf ones. I mean, yeah. they, they cause damage, and I think it gets speed guys more off balance as well. If you're hitting the thigh, it's a nice meaty part. It's not really disrupting stance, but that low calf kick, man, you're seeing it quite a lot, and you took yeah, it from them. It, it just eats you up. You just check them the way you would check a normal leg kick. I guess that's the mm-hmm. idea, right? Yeah, but you keep it a bit lower, I think, and turn Aye. more. Aye. That's the way to block it. We obviously, you know, nobody's really used to that. So, when people start defending, I think it'll be getting a lot better. But at the moment, people are just getting chewed up by them. 
Aye, man. So between sort of Cage Warriors and, and now, how's how's life been treating you? Is it a good Christmas and New Year and recovering? Yeah, that all guy? good, man. All good. Good 2019 so far. I can't complain about anything. And you'll be Feel doing. Like falling into place nicely. Uh huh. Nice one, man. You said you were going to do another because um, you usually go out in Amsterdam eh, for some some striking and that. You're you're doing this for for 104. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, in the start of April. But yeah, it all depends on money and training, really. Because training at the moment is getting really good. Everything's coming on nice. Everything's coming sharp down there. So it's it's becoming really good at the moment. That's nice, man. Um, I was speaking to your your man uh, Lou Long for Bellator, but he got he got a he got quite a bad injury or something, right? He was yeah, um, he just snapped his ankle, something like that. Yeah, badging. What a guy yeah, though. Have what a guy to have for training. Not good. Not good that he's obviously done his ankle, but when you get somebody like that helping you and pushing you, I mean, that's... oh yeah, especially when he was in camp, he, he was looking Aye. like phenomenal. Like he, he was the best he's ever looked mm-hmm. in this camp. And then for him to get injured now, just before I need in my camp, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. No, no, guys. Last thing I need is Luna here. I know, man. He's You're... still there, but he's not training, so it's like, yeah. it's difficult. I bet he's eating him up, not being able to get involved. Oh, no doubt, man. You'll still have him in your corner, though, right? You're a bit yeah, hope he, well, he's got his cast taken off, and he's like, I deal the green light from the doctors, but he's just mm. keeping things light at the moment. So hopefully, in the next few weeks, you could jump in. Ah, good man. Well, let's look ahead then. Stop beating me up and ragging me. <laughs> I bet he can't wait. He's some man. <laughs> let's talk Cage Warriors 104 then, because you're back in Cardiff, obviously. You get Tom Kong Watson for your troubles. We all know Tom, man. So experienced, been around the block twice and back. Um, you'll know of him as well. Maybe tell me like your, your thoughts on, on the big man and what, kind of, what, what skills, threats do you think he might possess, that kind of thing, mate? Um, yeah, when I first got when Lou first got in touch with me about Tom, I was like obviously excited, like, oh, it's Tom Watson, it's Tom Watson. Yeah. yeah, I'll take the fight, I'll take the fight. Then I started rewatching all his fights again, and I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's actually really dangerous. Mm. Like, especially a middleweight, he was a big middleweight. Yeah. He was like, you could see he was a strong middleweight, his striking was good, he, he got some power, so him to drop down the weight, I think he's gonna, it's going to be a really tough fight for me. He's, he's going to be bigger than everyone else, stronger than everyone else. And a lot of people are like, oh, but he's old. He's just going to, he's not been at the weight class before. He's going to look drawn and stuff. But you you can see the way he speaks. He's not a, a, dumb, a dumb guy. He's very intelligent. So I think he'll drop the weight perfect. I think he'll go into camp perfect. Aye. I think he'll be the most conditioned Tom we've probably ever seen. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like he's got that fire back to compete. Yeah, it's been a long layoff from, right? What we're looking at yeah, like three you, years you or you could tell he's just been itching to fight. Aye. I think he signed with uh, Bama again. But That's they right, aye. It, didn't he? Aye, last year he was, um, I think he was expected to die, make the return to Bama and then whatever things went south with yeah, him. Yeah, he offered, um, when Israel Adesanya fought, was it Melvin Gillard in Australia, a middleweight? Oh, right. I think he offered to fight Israel. Wow. So that wasn't that long ago either. So, like, you, you could tell he's been itching to fight aye, for a while. Hi, hi. I mean, he's not just MMA. I mean, he's, he's involved in, like, he does, like, Safat and uh, all sorts of, like, not weird, but, like, martial arts that are maybe not traditional for MMA. Like, when I think of MMA, or, like, guys at the Scottish Hit Squad, it's like Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, you know like what I mean? Like, self defense kind of stuff. Aye, aye, he does. I think yeah, he's, like, yeah. it's Krav Maga and all that. I think he's into, like, um, some some unique martial arts. Don't know how much of that he could bring to the cage right enough, but yeah, he's um does sound like he's got an itch, man. You're right. Yeah, it's this and yeah. like in that time he's been off, he's probably desperate. So I, I, I'm excited for it. Like I think the, the, it'll bring the best out of me. 
Yeah. Him him being up on every level compared to everyone else, I thought. But well, and if you don't mind me saying it, because you you're a guy you rise to things, man. See your face with Ross Houston, like Ross being Scottish, right? Ross is that that big deal up here, and yeah. both those fights, man. Like you couldn't have given him a more formidable opponent than you. I, I, I haven't watched some of your other fights, but I haven't watched you and Ross go at it. It's almost like, if you don't mind me saying again, mate, like it's like you step up to things when a, when a challenge yeah. is presented. Do you, yeah, do you feel the same? I, I suffer a lot mentally in the cage. Mm-hmm. I don't think I let myself go as much as I should. Uh-huh. So I think the tougher the fight to get in, the more I'm being able to show what I can do. And it's just mentally being more prepared. So I think fighting Tom now, I think it's just going to open up. It's just, I'm going to put on a better performance than ever, I think. Can't wait, man. King versus Kong, right? That's how it's built. Yeah, yeah it's funny, that. <laughs> <laughs> so is this the, the this poster, was this your handiwork, no? Was it a friend or something? I saw this one. No, it's kind of like Tom, Tom Bale. Right. He done a last time for my first one, he will send me stuff over, like, fair play to him. He, he's okay doing them. Nice one. King versus Kong's got a nice view right to it, man. Yeah, you know, it sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> We were up topic, man, talking about, because we were talking about striking in Amsterdam and stuff. Did you see, um, who was that boy a few weeks ago? Uh, I don't know if you're a football fan, mate, but it was uh, it was the Villa and Birmingham game. The guy ran out of the pitch. Oh, the guy punched him, didn't, didn't he? Didn't he? Just right, right in the back yeah. of the head. The fuck? I Wait, think that's he... so bad. How did he get on the pitch? He should, like, can you imagine if he had like a weapon or something and seriously injured him? Serious stuff. But like, yeah, uh, I've seen it on Twitter. I don't know. I think he's doing time for that now. I, I, well, I imagine he's got some kind of I don't know if it's a sense. Oh, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? God, I can't even football. Like, I've seen that a lot now. Like, I don't know in, so much in England, but Scotland does a lot of, like, bottles starting to come in onto the pitch and coins and things. And Really? Aye, man. It's getting bad. I don't know why. Just, it was like that maybe the 80s or something, do you know what I mean? And then yeah. like, football hooliganism's kind of died down. Maybe it's making a comeback. See, these guys, man, they need some calf kicks to sort them out. Yeah, they'll sort them all off. They won't want to go out the house again. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Sitting there, get angry at their TVs or football. And <laughs> <laughs> angry they can't get up. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Let's get back to your fight then. Yeah, so it's cracking night of fight, man. I can't wait. To, can't wait to see you back in the cage. Can't wait to see you back in the cage in front of Wales, man. You, Wales, yeah. Welsh fans, they just make so much noise. Who've we got? We've got Jack Shore, obviously, yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah, the stadium lights up when he comes out. It's insane. Oh, amazing, man. Like, like, I've been to a lot of fights and you you don't feel the crowd as much as any other crowd when Jack's there. Which, because you all get love, obviously, because like it's in it's in your home country. But like, what is it about Jack? Why is he like? Why do you think he's like? Otherwise, say the poster boy, but he is, man. Like, he's so adored by the Welsh fans. I think it's just started off. His group of fans were loud. Aye, and seems to make noise from because obviously they're, they're his fans, and he's well known from where he's from. So I think it it, it just it's caught on. So even people that don't even know him that well will be in the fan, like the stands cheering, chanting, Aye. Uh, singing along to the song, the songs and stuff, which all all comes from the, his fans, really. Yeah, man. And so it, they've made noise for him. Yeah, Jack Shaw's on fire, and that's the that's the chant. Yeah, I mean it, it rubs on like who yeah, else? Mason Jones and stuff like that. It'll, it'll rub off on all you guys as well. Yeah, well, yeah, that's 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 an amazing thing about fighting in Cardiff and Wales when Jack's main about him. Yeah, like man. the the, the boss fans get behind all the boss fighters. God, I love it. No, I look too far ahead, man. I hate asking this question. But after Tom, if you get the W, what's next for you, Aaron? What, what are you looking to get out of 2019, mate? Um, after Tom, I'll probably take time off. But then, fighting-wise, probably one more fight, like a big name, like someone at the top of the division. And then maybe a title fight after that, because who's the doll? they got to go out here, aren't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, it looks like it. Looks like and if Houston beats Dolby, I I don't see why he wouldn't get signed. Like Dolby looked phenomenal in his last fight. So yeah, Houston will probably be signed because I think he he'll beat Dolby. And yeah, whoever's got the title at the time now, so one more fight, I think. Fair play, man. Aaron, it's always a pleasure to get your time in the show, mate. Before I let you go, um, I was just want to offer you the floor here if if you want to shout out sponsors, coaches. Family, friends, a crazy partner, yours, Lou Long. <laughs> Anyone you like, mate, it's it's, um, it's well, obvious. Everyone at the Matt Academy who's been there for me, training, helped me. Um, my girlfriend, obviously, she's, she's very supportive of me. My mother, my father, um, all the sponsors, they know who they are. Um, Harvey been giving me lots of stuff for my training and stuff, so that's good. Yeah, all right. Happy days, man. Aaron Khalid, always a pleasure getting on the podcast, mate. Thanks for coming back on and best of luck at Fight Night, bro. Yeah, man, thank you. Prepared from King, now let's hear from Kong. Delighted he's back in the cage. It's Tom Kong Watson. Continuing with the coverage of Cage Warriors 104 in Cardiff takes place at the end of April, and I'm pleased to say we're joined at this time. It's a UK MMA living legend, Tom Kong Watson. Tom, how are you, sir? I'm glad you <laughs> I've not killed you off. Appreciate me. No, an absolute pleasure to have you on, man. It's um, it's been a wee while since we've seen you in the cage, and um, before we look ahead to Cage Warriors and obviously to, to Aaron, I think um, first if you could just close up on on, uh, on sort of you know your return was due to be at Bama and things, and what's what's the journey been like back end of twenty fifteen to, to now, mate? Uh, yeah, been a long journey. So since then. Had a family, you know, got married, a bunch of different things, uh, kind of master's degree, um, and then moved around a couple of other different countries, settled, started my own gym, uh, to a second location now, just feel the time's right to get back in there. Not that I, during that time, I was always actively looking for fights. Um, I said yes to a short notice fight against Liam McGeary, um, never, never came up. Um, I also uh, offered myself to fight Israel Adesanya at the point when he wasn't in the UFC. He was turning over, I think, in Australia. Oh, wow. Um, and that never came off. So I was actively training for fights. So I, I was kind of mainly preparing with Roger Gracie when he was competing and, and being down there and basically just doing MMA rounds it up with him and, and a few other guys uh, down there, Marcin Lazar, Modestus um, Falcausis, that's also just fought on Cape Zori. Um yeah, and just, you know, as I was looking, I wasn't actively pushing, talking to shows, but just sort of training actively and, and living my life, and yeah, fight never really happened, so I'm at the point now where I've looked at things and analysed things, and, and I think that, you know, I need to be back in there, and I need to um, see if what I believe I can do um, is going to happen or not. Yeah, man, I mean, it's obviously life life has a way of like changing our journeys or whatever but it sounds like you've always had that that itch that you want to scratch and, and, and get back in there is it um it sounds like it's never left you i guess right yeah i mean for me i just very you know, i've been around competition my whole life you know football was what i started in and was doing that all the time from you know six seven years old competing professional level um and when i got into martial arts it was always like the competition if i started boxing i wanted to compete if i started you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I wanted to compete the same with all of the martial arts. Yeah. I like training, but something in me wants to think, I need to compete in this and see if I can actually do it in competition. So, it's kind of like that. I'm still training guys and still teaching things, and, and I still think to myself, you know what, 
I'm not any different to I was 10 years ago, so why am I not competing? No, oh, absolutely, mate. Excited you're back in the cage, you're all the same, and, and you got a top fight in, in Aaron. I know Aaron pretty well. Um, yeah. Interviewed him a couple of times, followed his fights with Ross Houston, that's how I came across the boy. Tough kid, man, good all round skill set. Yeah. You had a chance yeah. to, to check him out and things, eh? Yeah, I mean, obviously they, they sent the name over and I looked at his fights, and as you mentioned, you know, I'm not, I didn't see him get finished, always in decisions. The only fights I saw him lose were against Ross, and, you know, the first one was pretty close, obviously, did another one. And although he lost the two, so the second one wasn't, you know, it didn't leave taking a great amount of damage. So, um, yeah, definitely for a fight, comeback fight, I think it's it's a hard fight. But, you know, realistically, it's, there's no point in me, in me doing a boxing model where I come back in, I, I do a day-to-day and I fight a, a few pounds. It's yeah. not really, you know, it does nothing for me and it does nothing for, you know, for anyone else. So I think he's the perfect fight, up-and-coming guy. You know, looking kind of similar to when I fought Jack Marshman, but probably, as yeah. you mentioned, probably a little bit more well-rounded than Jack. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, let's talk a wee bit about your martial arts credentials. You named some of them there. Um, we were speaking just prior there. Savat, Mai Tai, Karate, Wing Chun, BJJ. Am I missing anything else? Well, pretty much every martial art that exists, I've probably tried it at some point. <laughs> you got I've a lot. <laughs> Yeah, just because I've moved around the world so much as well. When you move yeah. different places, there's obviously different martial arts and different things that they're called. And, I, you know, I've always sort of thought, well, I'll try this. I think in the beginning, where I grew up, where I grew up is all boxing. It's, there does tend to be a lot of other credit to a lot of the martial arts. I think they're a joke. And I think I had that mentality. And then, obviously, the more I competed, the more I saw things work. And I thought, you know, that's not... This, I got, it doesn't apply to me. I find like people are landing kicks and they're landing spinning things to do these things. So, um, yeah, I, I think every martial arts got its success, its weakness, and it's about what you can take from it individually and, and put into your game. So, yeah, man, that's the that's the Bruce Lee philosophy. Isn't it? Like plug in what works and and mm-hmm. just uh, sidetrack what what doesn't work for you and, and apply it all, man. It's uh, yeah. You, you, you've, you really have covered a lot, man. I, uh, for like my amateur opinion, I started Taekwondo when I was 10, and it was like when I made the move to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which was like in my 30s, it was almost like I yeah. stepped into another universe, you know what I mean? It was completely yeah. different yeah. From, from where I started. It was just like I had this in my idea that because I was a black belt in Taekwondo, I knew all about martial arts and like how little did I know, man. I, I got my I got my comeuppance a few times, I'll say that, man. Yeah. On yeah. The, when the match for sure. Well, the hard thing is as well with a lot of those guys because I've got some karate world champions that, that train with me in different bits and bits like that. Is I find it's hard for uh, you know someone that's become been through the journey of let's say 10, 15 years to get to that level yeah. to then go into another class where they're they're not viewed as like you know with that respect. Oh, here's the black belt, this and that. So it's kind of why I don't like belts. You know, my overall philosophy now in my teaching system is. I don't like belts. I don't like separating classes, beginners and advanced. I think everything should just be mixed in. I, I think everyone can train the same things. Um, that's that's the only thing, you know, really that has to come across. I don't like the kind of ethics and politics in a gym of, you know, this guy's higher rank and this and that. I just yeah. think it's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, it is, it is very political. I mean, see, looking back on it now, I mean, I, I taught it later on in my 20s, but, like, the, the hierarchy... Maybe not, not so much for the schools that I taught, but like in Scotland, there's Taekwondo schools on every corner now, right? And it's most of them are a business. I'll be honest with you, man. And it's yep. this hierarchy yep. is just a, it's just a, 
almost like a pyramid scheme, you know what I mean? It's just like to, to keep the money rolling in and it's losing its authenticity of martial arts and just becomes sad, man. Yes. It becomes more of a business, business I guess. Yeah, I agree. It's a shame, man. But anyway, let's get back to your journey. Obviously, we're talking about Aaron and, and uh, things like that. But how's the preparation? How's the training been for uh, for this fight, mate? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. It's, I think it's always different to, to assess training before a fight because many fighters have had terrible injuries leading up to that. I think we shouldn't be getting in there and have a great performance. And, and other fights, you know, I've had a fantastic training camp and fought like absolutely, you know, terrible. So. Um, it's been alright, it's been, you know, I've had a few injuries, I've had a few little bits and pieces, but I think one difference now is I organise and do all my own training, you know, I, I've spent obviously time at a lot of world-class camps and I still think in those world-class camps now I, I, I've got more of the journey and more of the knowledge than, than maybe a lot of the guys that were teaching me there sure. and I know myself better than anyone else, so, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, Many people can tell me you should be doing this, you should be doing this. You know, the generic thing I always get is who you're sparring with, where you're doing this, what's going there. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I'm doing a lot of different stuff with guys that, you know, they might have only trained for four weeks, five weeks. So I just, uh, I know what I'm doing and I think uh, it's going to give a different version of yourself. It's good to hear, man. It's, it's, you've, you're, you're at a stage where, it's don't mind me saying you've earned your stripes, so it's like... You're your own guy now, you know what I mean? So you'll know, like you said yourself, man, you'll know best what's good for you and what works, and I guess that's that's a nice position to be in, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's great to hear, man, and, and honestly great you're back in MMA. Though one thing I've got to ask, man, this uh, photo of you that Cage Warriors put out, Jesus, man, could be a pic, like, who took that snap? I don't know if they've ever heard of filters or something. Uh, but well, like... I think they asked me to send the picture, so I took one off. Mate. <laughs> I mean, I've never looked young. This is this has been it. But, but come on, I've never, I've never been ID'd in my life. Like sixteen years old, I've been in nightclubs. It wasn't, um, you know, working the door. Nobody's ever said to me I look young. So what I'm open is by the time I'm fifty or sixty, I look about my age. So right. Right. <laughs> I think someone needs to get a filter on that though. They could be kind to you, man. Yeah. If I wanted to be game yeah. or something, sort of that. Like. Yeah. Um, one thing that popped up in, uh, on my timeline when I was uh, before this was uh, is it fight roulette? I saw you were doing some, um, is it like some video yeah. breakdowns or something? But one of them was on a roller coaster. Jeez, oh boy. Yeah. Brave. I'll be yeah. shitting myself. <laughs> yeah. What's the story there? Well, I just uh, looked at trying to create a. Um, a new combat um, kind of competition still working on it really so it's got different um, pieces on and just trying to get you know um, a path an avenue to explore and then as it's happened you know, I've taken this fight so I've kind of took a back seat on that a little bit for the time being but might be something that I'll push again in the future so that's good man I like, I like to see guys reaching out like that um, outstanding Tom I hate asking this next question but I guess I'm going to ask it anyway I never want fighters to look too far ahead but after Aaron if you get the W where do you go from here mate where does, where does Tom Watson what does he have planned for 2019 I'd like to you know Cage Warriors the reason I went to Cage Warriors at World for that is you know I think outside the UFC they've got a lot of guys that were in the UFC I think there's probably five guys in the World Cup division that fought in the UFC so for me they're I want to fight those level of guys, take those level of guys out. Um, so really just keep fighting and keep winning and keep proving that, you know, someone could watch my fights. I'm, I'm completely different martial artist than they used to be and demonstrate different skills. 
Awesome, You're still going to be rocking the, the gorilla mask as well? You're still going to be Tom Kong Watson? I've got a different version of it, but yeah, yeah. it'll still be in existence. Uh, it's good, man. Well, Tom, an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'm delighted you're back in the cage. I can't wait to see you and Aaron Lock Cons. But before I let you go, um, I just want to offer you the floor here, mate. If you want to shout out any sponsors, associates, family, friends, it's all yours, sir. Uh, I'm all good, man. Yeah, man. i Tom, massive thank you again for coming on the show. Best of luck at Cage Warriors and hopefully catch up again soon, my friend. Back to Wales then. This young man's fighting style really excites me. Looking forward to seeing what he can do against a very tough opponent. And it's the Welsh dragon, Mason Jones. Was it 91? When did you fight Lawrence Tracy? That was the first time I saw you fight Cage Warriors. 89, 90, maybe something like that. Yeah, it's just a year ago. I did all my fights from debut to um, obviously the, the most recent one. The, I think it was like three days after my most recent one. Um, that was at the year annual that I started. I made my debut. Um, and I did six fights in that time. So um, I think Lawrence was my third, I think. Yeah, uh, it was, um, Sean Luther, Brett Haslett, and then um, Lawrence Tracy. Just racking them up, man. Did you have many Amis going into pro? Were you, were you quite active <laughs> in the amateur? Right? Well, um, I did. A sort of amateur fight when I was 17. Um, hey. <laughs> I think no, 16, and then um, I went back. Um, I was still I was doing judo professionally, basically with the Welsh team and the British team. So um, nice one. The MMA scene was a bit dead on the thing. I think um, I don't even think Shaky had started Pain Pit yet. Um, obviously, um, Pain Pit went on to be the um, Cage Warriors Academy card in Wales, Aye. which obviously gives rise to most. Obviously, Marshman got pushed through. He, I think he was on Cage Warriors by the time. Last night, it was, uh, and all sorts. Um, but yeah, I am. Um, I, I ended up doing one uh, when I was old, and that uh, I tried to make my debut. Um, I was matched with Brett Haslett, and he got pulled up on his brain scans. It was the first uh, safe MMA checks in Wales. Oh, wow. And then um, they found me a new opponent with a week to go. Um, I accepted, we signed the contract. They rushed him through his medicals, and he had a um, I can't obviously tell you the scientific thing, but it was something to do with a tear through his eyes. So I think it was probably his retina. He, he's out forever as well so in the end they were like <laughs> we can't get you a fight so um, I had a unified amateur fight and fought um, oh god what was his name a Hulk, Hulk of a man um, Beast was he oh yeah um, uh, uh, dark skinned um, big built ripped the death um, what was his name because he was a he was a Greek he's na- uh, named after Greek god he is which that was what he was la- laughing at He's named after what? A Greek god? A Greek god, yeah. So Zeus or something? What are we talking about? Um, Hercules? <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to, I don't know. Hang, hang, hang on. I'll have a You're going to Google it? Right, go on. Right, I'll race you. Right, I'll try and Google it as well. Hold on. Dun, dun, dun. A Greek god? Hoft. Yeah. Um, uh, gives an, I'm sure it begins with an O. Um, You'll beat me to it now. Because <laughs> I'm on a laptop, that's why. Hold on. Da-da-da. Let's see. Da-da-da. Will I have your armies on here? Hold on. Da-da-da-da-da. Should do. Oh, shit, dog. Come on. Da-da-da. No, man. Just tell me all your profits. I don't know. Someone needs to update your share dog, mate. That's what it is. That's going to annoy the fuck out of you now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, David Adonis. 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 Ah, oh, of course, right. Adonis. There you go. There you go, man. So he was a beast, eh? Yeah, really nice players where he was. But um, I finished him in um, the second round. No, first round. Uh, right. Kamara. So, yeah. 
And then just jump straight into pro. Good for you, lad. Good for you. Well, that was the main idea. I wanted um, ice pro boxing. Um, basically, so it goes sort of like this. I um, started training my seven. Um, when I was about six and a half, they took me up to um, a Blamon wrestling hall, which um, Carl Parker was running. And he he's now obviously um, Clue Combat's wrestling coach. Right. And um, my dad's friends with Carl. I've known Carl for years. And um, they had an adult, adult session where they was all training. And I was obviously a kid and... They basically said, look, we haven't, we, we haven't got nothing we can sort of do. Give it a couple of years and come back. So my dad took me over to a kickboxing centre over uh, Falcons. Um, Joe Duffy, um, last week, he was training over. over. Um, nice. Obviously, now he's just fought um, in UFC again. Um, so I started over there when I was seven and a bit. Um, went from there. I went into judo, ended up getting in the Welsh team and then the British team and compete for my country. Um Won my national, won a national title. Um, got shortlisted for Commonwealth Games and then got injured just before it go to Glasgow. Um, multiple things, and then um, I while doing that, we started BDJ. Um, my judo coach was pushed us all to BDJ, so I jumped into that. Started that when I was fifteen. Um, Thai boxing, I started um, when I was seventeen. Same as boxing. Then um, after judo, I went in and pro box for a bit. Jumped straight into pros and ended up going three and zero. But I kept getting fights cancelled on that. So I did two years. I had six fights cancelled over two years. Um, Fucking hell. And ended up um, making a debut in um, speaking to Shaggy. Because I knew Shaggy for years from when he was over Falcons. Before he even started the gym. And um, he always said, whenever you're ready, you just let me know. And I'll get you on a card. Um, uh, so I give him a ring and say, look, Shakes, I've had enough of boxing. They keep cancelling on, on, on me. I'm selling tickets. And they treat me like an amateur. So um, it's would it be okay or what What would you recommend me do? He said, look, he said, I'll chuck you straight in an academy card. Right. So I knew you at the level. So, um, told me the safe MA tracks the next show. Um, gathered the team together um, out of my judo coach, my boxing coach and my BJ coach. Luckily, my BJ coach and my judo coach share the same BJ affiliate. So that's why I fight in the Pedobessa. Um, mainly, it was just uh, sort of tying them all together and um, we went from there. So, Started tearing it up, and I don't. I don't work. I train full time. I I was running a pub over the weekends, which I just give up to spend more time in America. I'm hoping to go out to um, Sacramento about four times this year. Oh, and spend nice. Uh, and uh, Alpha Male, eh? Yeah, Alpha Male. Um, I was thinking of trying to ATT for a bit, but um, we looked into it a bit more, and it's just the thing is, it's hard to get. Not so much as getting name known, but uh, sort of for the the UFC level guys to see you and know that you're not going to go in there trying to collect skulls. You're not going to go in nah. there being an idiot or you're not going to be pulling on stuff that they don't want you pulling on. And they know that you're a decent training level, whereas not so much like they, they get guys coming through uh, who could be the next world champion. But if you're going in there and just trying to hurt people, they, you know what I mean? It's their career as well. So right. it's then that connection with people so that they know that you're there to improve and that you, you you're serious. So um, team alpha male, they, they talked to me. I remember the first day I go over there. Um, I went over with, um, I think it was my SNC coach coming with me. Um, he just wanted to check it out. He was had questions about weight cutting and stuff because um, we had a good weight cutting program. We collected through buying lock art stuff and looking into lock art stuff and different things. And my boxing coach come over. over. He, he likes to come away and check the striking aisles and stuff in different places. So um, I was the only fighter there, really. And um, Faber sort of sent me down as I went on the steps. And I remember Cody came to the side, put his arm around me, 
had a chat, pulled me out of the mats, introduced me to everyone. And you just, do you know what I mean? When you're in a new gym, um, like I, I, I wasn't a kid by any chance. I think I was 22, but um, it's still nice, do you know what I mean? Especially when you're always nervous to go on a match. There was, oh, I. First time I trained, there was 18 UFC fighters in the mats. So 18 people That's in the intimidating, UFC. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And um, it's just nice to go in and that's the best camp I've gone to, really. I remember right. the camps you go to, you just have people weighing you up. <laughs> so it was, it was a nice change. See, as a judo guy, just because you, you brought up as well, but the the alpha male thing, like I know Scott Malone goes out there quite a lot, and uh, like he was telling me that the thing he enjoys about it most is when he's training. He well training in Scotland, a lot of guys don't want to shoot on him because of the judo background, and yeah. it's like it's so refreshing, just like having wrestler after wrestler shoot on you, and like whether they know you, whether they don't, they, you know, they don't give a shit. That's that's it's like he just gets such a kick out of that. Like diff- obviously yeah. different body types and whatever else, but like do you find the same? And like, but your judo um, background guys don't want to take the chance because they don't want to go flying over your shoulder or anything like that. It 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 really depends because I don't have a team, so to speak. Like, um, I know that sounds weird, but um, I'm sort of split into different um, different um, sports. So, like, I train my wrestling and my um, my nogi with um, my one coach. Uh-huh. I train my um, wrestling and my gi and no gi with another coach. I train my boxing with another coach, my tie with another coach. So um, I've sparring different things a lot. And when I get to MMA spar, basically it's because of the weight I'm at, it's sort of I just travel to gyms and train with different things. So I've just been training with Matt Academy, guys. That's Lou Long, um, Aaron Khaled, um, uh, a couple of new guys who are coming through the ranks. So um, at the minute now, I've just been doing rounds with Khaled, um, Ben, um, Lou Long's out. He's nice ankle, I. I, that was me, that was. <laughs> was it actually? Yeah. Oh, Aaron so just told me they were They invite me down, Lou invite me down to train, and um, we turned up the wrestling practice, and um, Aaron was nice, so Lou was like, look, come on, jump in, have a little warm-up, and then we'll do some rounds. Right. So, perfect, because he had a fight coming up. So, um, we mixed in, um, started wrestling straight away, and because um, wrestling's not like striking, you haven't got to hold back so much, like, we don't really hold back, because, you know... Um, like the other guy's not gonna go shit the bust on things. So when you you like jump on a double or you run a double, you can you can put some effort in, into it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Whereas striking, you're not trying to kill the other person. No one wants an injury, so you just you you improve it without trying to damage each other. Right, of so um, we just go in and we were having some awesome exchanges. Like the guy's so strong, he's he's an absolute tank. And then um, I shot a low single, run the pipe, and as I spiraled down, he just went over on his ankle weird and it just snapped, clean snapped it off. Oh fuck. First time I was at the gym, I was like, I thought it was his knee. Because you know when you hear a loud pop? pop pie, that's right. Well, I generally thought it was his knee. Yeah. Um, so I straightened his leg straight out and just pulled his ankle. And oh. um, he just sort of put his hands on, on, onto it. And he was so chilled. He was like, oh, he was like, I don't know what He is so chilled, man. He's the most like, anything, no, nothing phases that guy, man. I spoke to Lou a couple of times. It's like, you could tell him the worst news in the world. And he's like, yeah, whatever. He's <laughs> just so chilled, man. And um, he was just sort of like, oh, I, I, so he's, I helped, helped him up and um, he sort of walked over to the side like he walked didn't huddle nothing I was like well what's that and, I, and um, he was like oh, I think it's my ankle has it got bad he was like nah it's fine it'll be fine in a few days now so I messaged him um, two days later and was like look I'm so sorry about your ankle because he had his bell ball debut coming up that's, you know right. mean? that's, a, right. that's a dream for any and any guy so I was like look I'm so sorry I was like I was a fear and he's like loads better he's like um, he's like I'm walking on it um, I'm back training tonight it's been fine I feel great I was like, oh, awesome. So, um, day later then, my SNC coach rang me and he was like, have you heard? And I was like, yeah, why? He's like, you broke loose foot? And I was like, oh, oh shit. no. He's like, he, um, he had pain through it again, so he went to the hospital and they scanned it and his, he broke it clean. 
Oh my god. So I um I left it a day or two when I messaged him and I was just like, mate, I'm so sorry. And he just rang me laughing when I spoke to him. He just laughed and said, Look, he's like, it wasn't as if you did something stupid. He just goes and um I've seen him I've seen him a lot since and every time I see him I feel so bad. And um my girlfriend was ripping me. She was like, Look what you've done. I was my other ripping I was like are you serious? She's like, you're really, and she's laughing at me. And I, um, <laughs> really? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I can't wait to see him so I can, oh, I can tell him how much of a twat you are. And I was like, oh, so <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, they're, they're good guys. So, um, because I'm spread good. out in so many different gyms, it, oh, it yeah. depends. Like, it, out, out in Matt, um, like Khaled's a good, good wrestler. Um, Ben's a good wrestler. So they, they these guys shoot at me at will. Oh. And, um, I don't really get too much. And because I, um, I enjoy striking. I enjoy the wrestles, and I enjoy everything. It's um, it's good to get different levels. I like in Team Alpha Male. Um, you just train wherever you want to do. Like I remember the one day I wanted to work on my wrestling, so all I do rather than strike with the guys because a lot of them are wrestling standard guys. So um, I can sort of use my strikes a bit more. You, I was just having crazy wrestling exchanges with them. And um, there's a guy out there, um, Christopher Gonzalez. Chris Gonzalez. Gonzalez. I know that. Why do I know that name? Uh, he's from Team Alpha Male. Team he's Alpha a Male, five right. times all all American. He's a wrestling. coach, there, right? Aye. Aye. Well, he's not a. You're probably getting confused with um, Chris Holdsworth. Oh, Holdsworth was a guy. He was a boy in the Ultimate Fighter. That's right. He's a coach there as well. Yeah, Chris Gonzalez. He helps out with the wrestling out out there, but he's competing. He's um he's only my age. I, th- I think he's a couple years older than me. I think he's 25, 26. But um that guy is an absolute beast, and Aye. literally, he's still not made it. He signed with Bellator and still not made his debut. He's tried four times to make a debut and he's had eight pullouts, I think. Oh, so every time they've pulled him out, they got him a new fight and that fight is pulled. Bellator, they got him a fight. He signed it, all ready to go ahead. He was excited. And then a week before his opponent pulled out, they got him a new opponent. He signed the contract and then pulled out instantly. So these guys are just looking at his record, seeing him fight. And to be fair, I wouldn't fight him. <laughs> it's not worth it because that's a, that's a hard fight for anyone. Like Aye. that guy, like I've, I fought with... I fought with double gold medalists in judo and um, I fought with unbelievably good wrestlers and um, that guy literally mauls me. So we had some, we had some sick wrestling exchanges, but um, when I go out team alpha male, um, that's, that's my goal is to just take him down and stop him taking me down. Cause I know if I can do that, I'll be dominating everyone in the UFC. Yeah, that's He's a Darren good gauge. making uh, wrestling partner. Aye, and man. Sage. I was going to say that's a good gauge, man. I'd love it. Like if that's a target, if I can get this guy down, man, like, sky's, sky's the limit, I guess. That's the mentality, isn't it? Well, the best news I had was when Sage said he was moving down a weight. <laughs> I'm kicked <laughs> by that guy, and I'm not joking, that guy kicks like a horse. Aye, hoofed. Speaking of kicking and knees and things like that, you got, uh, was it the knockout of the year? Is that right? Cage Warriors? TKO of the year, yeah. He was on the cast, but I had the MMA Wales Awards for TKO of the year and Fight of the Year, and I had the Cage Warriors Award for TKO of the year. Nice. What the kids were? Did they sort you out with it? No, it's just no. It's just a title, I think. Bragging rights. I would, I would like certificate. Mine. They're gonna get on the Graham next time I see him. Where's my certificate? Need <laughs> <laughs> go on the wall. <laughs> but um, I think that's more to do with popularity because um, like uh, Nathaniel Woods was on on there for his knockout of the year, and that's probably right. one of the cleanest knockouts I've seen outside the UFC. Like that guy stepped on. I think it was like ten seconds in or um, something like that. Yeah, like, ten seconds. And he clips him with that left hook and sleeps him like that. That was the TKO of the year. But um, again, it's just popularity. Like I've got a big following, and um, I think these things you win in these things it helps show the the cage warriors um, that I've got a following behind me and people believe in me and that I'm ready for the big fights. 
and obviously when you've got a following like Ired Alps for the UFC and all sorts. Sure, man. Well, let's get to your opponent, man, because we've not even spoke about Donovan. Um, he's got a fair bit of experience. What is it? Just like some shy like twenty fights. Uh, yeah, you, um, twelve you and five, I think. Twelve and five, and then obviously amateur in there as well. Like, do you have a chance to check him out and rate him and that kind of thing, mate? Yeah, um, I've I've seen him fight fight live act actually. I've seen him fight Flango in Cardiff. Uh, you was there for that card then. If you see me fight. Um, well, that was at 91, that's Lawrence right. Tracy. Aye, yeah, it was a Tracy, it was the same night, aye. So you had the two, um, what'd you rate him? Oh, yeah, dangerous guy. He um, hits hard, he's a powerhouse. Um, I'll put him away in two rounds. <laughs> Fucking hell, confident lad. Two rounds, aye, there you go. How's, it, going, how's it go down? Um, we come out striking, um, he'll tire out, and um, I'll break him in two, to be honest, um, within two rounds. Um, he likes it rough, same as me. Um, but he sort of seems, uh, when he takes a knock, uh, he takes a bit of a bad cut or um, he starts getting um, pressured, he doesn't sort of handle it too well, goes back in straight lines. So um, I, I just think I'll be too fast for him. And um, he's, he hits so hard, and you can tell now that he's one of those power punches. But then my last opponent was a big power puncher. My last opponent was more dynamic than he was. And um, he couldn't put me away, and he couldn't handle my pressure. I mean, two and a half minutes, he crumbled in, and then it took me two, it took me two minutes to put him away. So... Fair play, uh, man. Who rounds? Fair play. Obviously, like we spoke a wee bit about, like uh, Welsh fans and and, and the other guys that are on this card. Yourself, Jack Shore, Aaron. Um, I was talking to Aaron earlier on, and he was saying like it's 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 a wonderful thing if he like the majority of people there for Jack, but Welsh fans in general, man, you just make a lot of noise, these boys, and like he he'll feed off that, and I guess you'd be the same too, right? It must, it must be a huge buzz when you hear that noise in the cage. Oh yeah, definitely. Like um, we go, I I sell about three hundred tickets for these fights, so it's, nice. it's not too bad. Um, but obviously Jack, um, Jack has a massive following, and um, I have a lot of fans in his camp, and a lot of the boys I grew up with who come and support me. They um, they support Jack, and it's just all supporting each other. And um, I mean, it's just it's just nice to um, fight in your hometown. Um, I'd love to fight abroad. I'd love to fight away, and I'd love to be booed for a change. Um, <laughs> I think that'd be a nice experience. I think that's an awesome learning experience because that's a different type of pressure again. Good to exactly you. what Scott Malone did in his last one. Um, do you mean you? you come into your enemy's territory and you step on and um, it was so 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 for me when I fought in London but because um, I fought a French guy he didn't have much of a following there as well so and, and I think um, we sold about 200 for that fight so I had quite a big Welsh crowd in the O2 for that so um and it's a good 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 way to look at it put yourself in that's testing yourself in it if you put yourself in enemy territory so well I've always said um Oh, well, the way I've been taught is um, you've you got to think of cage warriors as being your, your college sort of thing. And, yes. Um, you're learning right. your trade and practicing with interviews and um, practicing so you fight different levels of opponents and you work your way up um, so that you're re- ready to fight those UFC level guys. And I think I'm getting it now. Like um, a win over Desmay will show that I'm UFC caliber and I'm ready for the big step round. And then um, I'll be looking for that belt and... Um, looking to earn some fights but i'm in no rush do i mean i'm 20 23 um when i weigh in i'll be 24 it's my birthday the day of weigh-ins so um uh no birthday cake then pun no birthday cake a day of weigh-ins last year i had like i said i had six camps back to back so um within a 12 month period so i didn't have a birthday last year it's just pushed through but um be a nice, nice birthday to um, smash Esme up and go to a, a good fight with him and go a good win away. And um, 
by no means am I overlooking him. Like um, I sound confident, I am confident, and I've I've analysed him, and I know I can beat him. But um, he's a dangerous guy, and um, he's he's someone who could fight in UFC, and I I think he'd be a danger in in there to a few guys, and um, I think I'm better than him, and I think I could beat him. So um, it's just time to show, put the chips down, and um, show what I can do. Fair play, man. It's going to be some night of fights for sure, um, and experience. Otherwise, you, you you sound very you're a very confident young man, so you won't mind me asking this next question. I hate to ask guys looking too far ahead, but after Donovan, you get the W. What's next, my friend? What's what's twenty nineteen got in store for you? Well, um, I'm open to get tickets. Um, I should do get tickets to watch um, uh, Jay Herbert fight Jack Grant for the title, and um, uh, I will mind on the chat and seeing um. What they planning on doing after that? Um, I think Jack Grant will beat Jay. Um, Jay's a dangerous guy, but I think Jack's the real deal. And um, I love a chance to share a canvas with him and um, put the, the beat on him. <laughs> so um, that, 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 that would be my next plan. But um, Graham and Ian have, haven't steered me wrong so far. So um, it's more so I'd love to finish this fight. I'll sit down with Graham and Ian and discuss what they want, what we do, and what their plan is. Um, at the end of the day, I. Um, I won that title. If they offer me UFC now, I I, I wouldn't go. Um, I'm happy at the minute where I am. I won that title. I want to defend that title a bit and um, sort of get more experience again before I step up. I think a lot of people rush rush into UFC and mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm here for the long game, not the short game. Um, I won titles. I, I don't really worry too much about losing. It's just sort of going in, in, in there and earning my legacy. Do you know what I mean? So um, I I, I want to be remembered. I don't want to be a name who's taken in and you have win one good fight and then lose and then you're grinding yeah. back up and all of a sudden US will cut you when you're back where you started. It's, it's a hard, hard game, I guess. So um, I just need to keep learning and keep improving and take one fight at a time. So I'm, I'm not I'm not overlooking Desmond. He's a dangerous guy and I'm really looking forward to fighting. And I think he is as well. I, am, I don't think he's um, overlooking me. He knows I come for a scrap. So... Um, it's, it's going to be a hell of a fight, I think. We love fight the night. Fight the so night. Because, oh, I can't wait, man. Yeah. 23 years young, man. You've got such a head on your shoulders that it's, it's, it's really it's pleasing to hear a guy talk about the future, but you're reining yourself in there, Mason. You're, you know, you're well aware that any major call-ups to the UFC or whatever is obviously going to be... You know, that, it sounds like that will come in your future, man. It's it's it's, it's good. It's nice to hear. It's refreshing to hear, mate. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to following your journey here, for sure. I start thinking of an exit plan when I get into USC and win a title. You've got to start thinking of a way out, then that's, that's the hard part, find a way out to keep right. money. So um, that's, that's the part you need to think about. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Well, I can't wait to see you boys throw down in Cardiff. Mason, before I let you go, I was just wanting to offer you the floor here. If you want to shout out any sponsors, associates, family, friends, anyone you like, mate, it's all yours. Yeah, right. So, um, big shout out to. Um, to Tammy Fightwear, they support me since I was 16. Um, PP Builders, um, again, they've supported me since before that when I was 14 with the judo and they've helped fund in my journey. Um, Peyton Seekers, massive, massive sponsors. They've paid for my camps in Team Alpha Male and um, any patents um, they, they you guys to go to, do you know what I mean? They're a massively growing company. They just all opened a base in um, Toronto as well as Wales, so um, have a look. Um, Hilltop Honey, um, Honestly, like I share this on my Instagram a lot, and um, the main reason they sponsor um, we get on so well and they sponsor me is because I do generally love their product. And um, 
I'll tell any, any, anyone the products are always on sale in Morrison's and stuff Hilltop Hunt and he give them a try it is literally lovely um, and I'll give a shout out to Reese Jones PT my SNC coach um, Carl Bentley TKD he helps me out my kicking and intensely fights management um, they, they recently joined the team and um, I think they're not going to stay me wrong okay. Mason Jones thanks again for coming on the podcast it's, it's awesome to hear you talk and best of luck at uh, Cage Warriors brother we'll catch up again perfect mate. catch you soon last up for a chat always a pleasure getting him on it's my man Boom Boom challenging for the Bantamweight Crown Scotland Warriors 104 it takes place at the end of April in the Cardiff and I'm pleased to say we're welcoming back the main event my man Boom Boom Scott Malone Scott how you doing sir? I'm good man yourself? pretty good main event eh? main event for you lad how does it feel? big time big time <laughs> feels good man um, yeah I guess a long time been a long time coming right? it is aye aye I mean it's ups downs and sideways and we first spoke back at uh, what was the first time we talked? Was it, I'm sure it was Headhunters, and even then you'd yeah. had you'd had about twenty opponents pull it on you, yeah. <laughs> and that trend was continuing. Uh, but yeah. Cage Warriors, man, you've kicked the door down in this place, and you must be feeling That's good, it, eh? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, very confident coming this fight. I know, I know, I'm never going to look past them, obviously, but Aye. like I know, I think I'm. Definitely, definitely feeling confident about this fight. You had a wee um, face-off this week, was it the for Fight Pass or whatever? Yourself and Jack and I, was it Dan Hardy was doing the was he doing the questions or whatever? Yeah. How did that all? How was that experience, mate? Yeah. So it was me, me, Dan and Jack uh, in a wee room, like a wee studio. Uh-huh. Um, we were just sort of he was just basically asked about a question. It was all, it wasn't live, obviously, but the questions that we went through, it was just like we just ran through. It was all in one take. Uh-huh. So it was unnatural, you know what I mean? That's good. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was good. He's, he's really respectful, and we were both respectful, so it's probably pretty boring to watch, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> it's but, all yeah, inside the cage, man. Man, that's that's what we care yeah. about. It's like because like credentials, you you've got them all, man. You're legit as they come, and so is he. Like Jack Shaw, I know he's he's got the big following in Wales and all the rest of the folk love him there, but like he's. He's yeah. a legit fighter, man. It's it's an exciting fight, not just if you're Welsh, if you're Scottish. I keep saying this to folk like this is this is a main event that no one wants to miss, man. It's 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 going to be yeah. a cracking fight. And you're a celebrity now, right? On the old on the old BBC, my man. On BBC making it big time. What were they saying to? <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, it was that was good. You know what? It was um, it just came about. A guy Tyrone came up to me and he messaged, and he just just wanted to do a wee piece. Um, it's good for people to see. It's, I think it's got like eight thousand views or something on, nice on Facebook, right. shared, which is pretty metal. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to do something bit, and I think this says they might be doing another like a sort of wee spin-off thing of it. All right. Um, on another channel, and uh-huh. I can't remember what channel it is. Is this will be the new uh, BBC Scotland then? Maybe is it this yeah, new that's, channel? Yeah, that's something to do with nine nine something or something. All right. I can't remember. But um, yeah, I think they're maybe they might be doing another piece, or they're going to show that uh-huh. um, in there on the air again. Sorry, can it be a bad thing eh, if you get exposure for, especially in this country, man? You know what it's like. Like MMA is still quite foreign, eh? even martial yeah. arts in general, man. It's quite foreign, like a mainstream. It's eh, it's, uh-huh. it's good to get exposure. And 
good to get like, legit guys yourself. Let's get a wee catch up actually. Last time we spoke, because obviously it was Cage Warriors 100, and that was a, a big deal in itself. Um, you yeah. were straight back into camp after dominating I'm a singer. Um, and I remember you saying at the time, you know, you want you wanted a bigger name, and you got you got Josh Reed, and you got a job yeah. done, Teddy Ambar. You you, were, you must be more than satisfied with how that night went. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting a, a, a lot harder fight, to be honest. Um, but obviously, I'm, I'm happy the way the things went. You know what I mean? Aye, of course. Um, it was it was good. To, uh, like I say, though, I wasn't expecting the fight to end that quick. I was expecting a, a war, mm-hmm. but happily came out there unscathed. So yeah, it's good to good to get in there. You got you got there unscathed, and you got and you got a title shot at it. So I mean, yeah. as as much as it, you're probably preparing for a war, as much as it been good for like. Uh, I don't know, like ourselves, or or just like casuals watching it, a big scrap. But at the end of the day, man, it's a result, and it, get, it gets you what you want. See, when you call for Josh Reach, actually, right? Because you were you were on the cage and you were you're motioning for the belt, and then obviously you called you called for Jack Shore. Um, did you think it was going to happen? Did you think you were going to get that shot? No, I never thought. Sorry, that's my car beeping like mad here. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, no, I genuinely never thought I was going to get it. Aye. Um, I think. I've got a dad on Facebook, and I've seen a lot of the, a lot of my, my friends just uh, you know a bit of sticking out on Facebook, which was nothing to do with me, but um, I think that might have tipped them over the edge. So I'm kind of thankful for that. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's that's how these things go down, man. Like social media, fucking not that should never be overlooked. People, like you said, man, folks tagging their mates and stuff. I remember when, uh, uh, before Bungard got in uh, Bellator, like it was always we were always pushing for him, like to to get the. And then when he got in, man, <laughs> when he got in, poor Terry Brazer, he just like felt the wrath of all his kind of following. It's it makes a makes a big difference, man. You you feel the same. For sure. Um, uh, it's definitely not my way of dealing with things, but I feel like that did get me the fight, which was great. Exactly, man. You got what you wanted. Hey, before the announcement, I think was it, uh, it was February or something when they announced it. Obviously, in between then, between then and Cage Warriors 100, you had a Christmas and a New Year. Was that just time to sort of recover, or was it was it on the match uh, over the festive period? Uh, for you? No, that was time for getting fat as possible. Ah, <laughs> good lad. <laughs> Obviously done two back to back fight camps. Aye. Um, I was happy to eat as much food as possible. What's your um what's your guilty pleasure? What's your what's your snack uh, of choice? Cakes. Just in <laughs> cakes. <laughs> cakes, I love cakes, man. Little's bakery. There you go, mate. Little's bakery's one. Some yum yums in there, some donuts, just on the side. Yeah. Oh, aye. Donuts, the toffee yum yums. Oh come on. Any sort of cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Good lad. Mine's is always savoury. Like everybody says, oh, how's it no chocolate? I mean, I'm not going to say no, but if I'm if I've if I've not got to cut weight for jits or anything like that, it's just I give me give me crisps, give me peanuts. I'm a bad bad boy with that, Scott. I tell you, man. But yours is cakes. <laughs> Good for you, lad. Yeah, I'm, never, but, I'm never I'm never a big fan of like crisps. Like I do like crisps. The kettles, uh, was it the kettle chips? Yeah, hi, they're nice, man. Oh, why? Uh, they're my favourite ones, but cakes are the ones. Let's not talk about food, because eh? it's torture for the both of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get to Jack then, because obviously, I mean, we know this boy's got skills, but it's more, what I was wanting to ask you here, Scott, was, I, I know you've been all around the world, and we've spoken about this loads, but 
the, the guy's got quite a significant following and it's Cage Warriors, they seem to be backing him as he's poster boy and it's in Cardiff and it gets gets raucous there. Is any of that, I know it's we're not there yet, but is any of that playing on your mind that it's in Wales and it's in his backyard kind of thing? No, like, this is like every uh, guy that's interviewed me said this and um, I've always said like every time I've fought, not every time I fought, but a lot of the time I fought. I've always fought on the guys. More or yeah, less. You know, Josh, I fought Josh in the same place. Yep. Um, I fought Jason Jenkins down in down in uh, Wales as well. I fought uh, Adam Bramall in Doncaster. He's from Doncaster. Like you know what I mean? I've, I've always sort of been underdog. My first fight in York was against a guy from York. Aye, that's right. And that was that was like really daunting. I think that was probably the worst one. Um, I came out. It was they made a big deal about Scotland v England thing. Right. Um, and I came out and it was like, honestly, I got so much booze. And then when the guy came out, it was really loud. Like, honestly, I couldn't hear myself think. But it sort of spurred me on to win, mm-hmm. which was, yeah. So I think this this might be the same thing again. So you could argue then it, is a, it might affect you, but in a positive sense, like use it as motivation? Yeah, I definitely use it as motivation. No. I like to sort of... Silence the ground if you may, you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. And you, you embraced the, the, you know, where, where you're from in Scotland. I saw you were putting out a post asking for who's got a salt tire and all that for your uh, for your face off. So it'll be good yeah. to good to see the good to see the St Andrews flag flying in uh, in Cardiff, mate. And it would be perfect way to top things off as well. I mean, despite what we spoke about we've spoken about for years, man, the opponents pulling out and stuff, but like I said, you've you've firmly established your name here at Cage Warriors. Taking the title, man, that that would that not just be some victory? Eh? Yeah, that was that's obviously like that's what I've been working towards since the start of MMA. This is like a milestone, you know what I mean? Aye. This was always going to be the milestone. It was always going to be Cage Warriors title. Then it was going to be onto UFC. Hopefully, you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. So see after Jack, and I know I hate asking this question, but I've got to ask it. Scott, after Jack, right? You get the title. What's next? What's the plan for Boom Boom Twenty Nineteen? Um. I'm genuinely not really caring about the belt. Um, the belt's not really what I want. Is that Jack's the name? You know what I mean. Jack's the guy to beat. He's the poster boy. He's ten and zero. He's unbeaten. He's. I mean, he's always. He's been offered already from the UFC. So mm-hmm. the next, the next plan for me, hopefully, would be the UFC. Mm-hmm. If not the UFC, I'm, I'm probably looking at a big promotion. But um, I've still got a couple of fights left on. On my um, Cage Warriors contract, if, right. if I win, I think I've got another three. Um, and the only way I can get all, out of there is if I get a, a UFC contract. I think. Right. That's, sure that's that's the only way. So even even Bellator, I can't get out, which is um, it's not it's not the best. It's not ideal, but you know what I mean. I've obviously if UFC is to come along straight away, that would be the dream thing to happen. It's what you deserve, man. I mean, I don't want to blow smoke up your ass, but like, obviously, followed your journey for a yeah. fair wee while now, mate. And you've earned your stripes more than enough. And uh, if you 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 get a victory here, whether whether it's a title or how you're looking at it, just a victory over a, a established guy like Jack. I mean, that's it, it, that's top of Everest at this at this stage, man. It's got to be onto the next big thing, and and I really hope it, it comes to you, man. I can't wait. It's going to be some night for sure. But what about the Scottish Hit Squad? When are you going to see you back down there, my man? Um, yeah, all the boys are away for Paul's um, Philly um, Eye. Probably once um, Paul and Bungie uh, and that's back, we'll probably pop through. I'll, I'll definitely be there before um, 
Okay, I can't be good, man. Look forward to it. Scott, it's always a pleasure getting your time in the podcast. I feel I've been on this journey with you, if you don't mind me saying, mate, from when we spoke back at Headhunters to now. Um, it's, it's been it's been cracking. Um, before I let you go, you want to shout out any sponsors, associates, family, friends, coaches, you name it. It's, it's all yours, mate. Yeah, well, I've just recently got, honestly, like another 10 new sponsors. <laughs> nice. I'm rolling in sponsors now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get all the original You're well loved. bringing that title home. Catch up again soon, buddy. Hello, welcome to Martial Arts Chat Podcast. We're continuing with this coverage and build of Cage Warriors 104. It takes place in Cardiff on the 27th of April. We've heard from the fighters. Now let's hear from the round table. First up, returning to the show from Severe MMA, it's Mr. Sean Bex. Sean, how you doing, sir? Great, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Good manager in charge of Leicester City now. <laughs> so I couldn't be better, mate. Happy days, man. The Celtic have done all right. We've got Neil Lennon, but he's no Brendan Rodgers, man, that's for sure. No Martin O'Neill. Aye, definitely. It's payback, isn't it? Payback, uh, mate. 20 years of hurt. <laughs> that's it, man. 
from Newsom MMA and new to the show, Kieran Copley. Kieran, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, fine, thanks, mate. Just the uh, cheers for having me on. Guys, three fights in particular I was wanting to get into, uh, and we'll start with uh, a young guy who's got a lot of buzz around him and feral following in Wales as well, Mason Jones. He takes on an experienced Belgian fighter in Donovan Desme. Um, let's get the roundtable thoughts and predictions for this. We'll start with Sean on this one. Sean, the Welsh dragon. He seems like he's worth a hype. Does he? Does he get the job done here for you, my my friend? Amazing. Uh, I, I can't speak highly enough for Mason Jones. Been following him now through the Cage Warriors Academies for 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 quite a while, uh, and the guy just does his class. Even, I mean, you, you'd have interviewed him yourself for the podcast this week, and he, even the way he speaks, he's just so savvy. Like he's never happy with his performance, no matter how flawless it seems to be. He always seems mad about something. But like the guy's twenty three, he's fighting uh, fighting a guy that's a, a lot more experienced than him. But you know. I think he's going to run through Donovan. I know, like, I'm making predictions straight away, but I really do like if I was rating people in my top five specs in the UK, Mason Jones would be number one, maybe number two. Oh, aye, for sure, man. He's he's up he's up there for sure. Um, Kieran, what be yourself? What's your thoughts on this lightweight contest? And and if you want a prediction, mate. Uh, I'm predicting this is going to be like a fight of the year contender for myself uh, for Cage Warriors. Nice. Uh, Mason Mason Jones, obviously, we know about him. His, his stand up is so impressive. Uh, he's finished like he's two two fights by knockout, three by submission. Yeah, it's just fantastic everywhere. Um, I think the fight is they fixate on his stand up because it is so nasty. Obviously, got that TKO of the year last year for Cage Warriors. But um, I, I see this fight panning out that uh, Jones just frustrates Desmond on the feet, Desmond shooting. And then he just gets absolutely hammered on the ground and I take uh, Jones by second round finish. Nice man. Yeah, when I was talking to him, like I, I was he was cluing me up on uh, and all sorts, man. He's got judo, you know, that's a big part of like his base. Um yeah. but, but he's all over the place, man. He trains like he obviously like good guys to train in Wales, like Lou Long, Aaron Khalid and stuff like that. I think he was the one that actually done in Lou's ankle he was saying that's how he got his injury. But he goes out to Alpha Male and fucking he gets around him, man. This this boy I'm really excited to see what he can do, man. It's Fight, fight of the night could be a good shout, lads. Yeah, he's, he's well, he's six and zero, oh, and you know he's fighting a guy with you know nearly three times the amount of fights he's sure. had. Right. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think Donovan's about sixteen to twenty fights, somewhere around that range. I can't remember. Yeah, perfectly, it's but twelve and five, I think. Into yeah, oh, so aye, somewhere and around amateur, then, so. there as well. Hi, hi. And, and Donovan, if I remember right, has got wins against. Uh, um, did he? Did he beat? Uh, oh, Aiden Lee, you fought Aiden Lee. And he beat, did fight Aiden Lee. I'm sure you're going so, to make me share so, dog now. So he's no. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can trust me on that. But yeah, so he, <laughs> he's no mug. But like I say, Mason is just so convincing. When you talk to him, yeah. he, he lives. He lives for the martial arts. You know what I mean? And Aye. the only guy I've seen at that age that was that dedicated to the sport was maybe someone like a Tom Brees. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. everything he did was it revolved around fighting even the way he ate, the way he slept, everything. And, and he comes out for his post-fight interviews, Mason as well, and he's wearing like three-piece suits and stuff. He, he just gets it. He just gets yeah. it, starting to make him sure. Yeah. He's got that exciting style as well, so obviously he's going to get fans on side as well. He's, he's going to have a massive following by the time that, you know, I think next year we're going to see him as Cadre's lightweight champion. I think the year after is probably going to be in UFC. Yeah, man, sky's the limit for that boy for sure. Uh, let's talk co-main event, guys, because we've got Tom Collin Watson making his return to the MMA. Moved down to Welterweight actually for this one, taking on a tough opponent, a guy I know well, Aaron Khalid. Um, let's start. <coughs> excuse me. Let's start with Kieran this time. Kieran, give me your thoughts when King takes on Kong. Uh, 
I mean, I, I struggle to see Tom Kong Watson actually win this fight. I think he's had it's four years out. Um, obviously, like, last year he was meant to return to Batman and that all went down the shitter. No. Um, it, it just didn't turn out for him the way he wanted to. I didn't think it returned. Um, I think his the age thing is as well as 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 much as you know he has got a massive experience advantage here. But I think the age is going to play into. It. I think moving to welterweight that's that's a bit of a shout as well. I don't know whether that's going to pan out for him. Um, it's, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a big guy. So whether he can get down to welterweight or not uh, smoothly could be difficult. But also got a factor in that Aaron Khalid could have come into this fight on a mos- uh, massive confidence boost. He's you know he's won his last three fights, but uh, three fights. He's won six. I think six out of his last seven have all been uh, six of his last seven wins. Sorry. Have all been by submission, you know. If Aaron Khalid, I'm coming into this fight very confident, knowing that you know this this win, it could get me back into a title eliminator possibly. Um, mm-hmm. Being such a being such a legend, so I'm going to take Aaron Khalid by submission. Fair play, man. What were yourself, Sean? Who are you picking in this one? How's have, it you, uh, have you? Have you? Just one quick question before I go in on this. Have Go you it. interviewed Tom? Have you interviewed Tom Watson pre-fight? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, all right. Well, try not to burn too many bridges for you. Then. <laughs> I mean, listen, Tom, Tom's a guy that I approached to interview, you know, nine, ten years ago uh, when I first started out on this sort of covering MMA journey, and he was just like really difficult, rude at times, that sort of stuff. So I've never really been like the biggest fan, although I can appreciate he's had some absolutely great fights. You know, harking back to the old Bama days. Yeah. Uh, and he had some absolutely cracking fights within the UFC. So I've never been a massive fan of him, but you can't doubt that the guy can fight. That being said, I, I, I would love Aaron <laughs> Kelly to go in there and just, and just retire him forever. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to sit on the fence as much as I can. But uh, listen, Aaron Khalid, he, he's, he's the new school. Tom Watson's the old school. Mm-hmm. The only person that's really handled Aaron is, is Houston. We know how good that kid yeah. is. Uh, you know, if Aaron's just slightly not as good as Ross at this moment in time, that still makes him absolutely quality. Uh, I think he'll be too much for for the how can he, for, for the old guard, Tom Watson. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd seen that a couple of times. I think John Sloan actually put it out. Uh, he did, yeah, he John, did. John, yeah, John tried to get into him and he just shot him down on Twitter. It's, it's hilarious to watch, but... Announcing it publicly was a bit, hmm, hi. He's, 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 he's hard one to read because when I've, we've interviewed him like sort of post-fight at shows he's great do you know what I mean he switched uh-huh. on he's media savvy but sort of I don't know if he does it for shits and giggles on social media but uh, you know that I felt for John the other day do you know what I mean when I seen that and it harked me back to nine, ten years ago when he sort of did similar to me I sent him a load of questions over on Facebook and he just gave me the shittest stupidest answers ever do you know what I mean <laughs> but that, that's what it was back in the day like, uh, but I think he just probably does it for shits and giggles but since then uh well, from now, I just want Aaron Kelly to beat him. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Yeah. Do you know what it is? And, and I mean, I only spoke to the to the boy maybe like uh, thirty minutes at most. But I think he's just he's he's his own guy. He he, he runs his own uh, sort of training camp. You know, he doesn't right, really have a team of people around him, and he's into all sorts of like exotic martial art, exotic. Listen to me, like Savat, like that's the most exotic in the world. But do you know what I mean? Like he's not. When I think of MMA, or we think of guys coming up. It's always wrestling, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai. Do you know what I mean? It's like the martial arts are going hand in hand. He's, 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 he's
he's a bit a bit out there in his in his training. And even like when I was interviewing him, um, you know, you want to give the guys the floor and offer them, you know, if you want to shout out any sponsors or family friends, he's like, nah, I'm good. You know, there was a, well, it wasn't an answer that I'd ever had before. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm all right. I don't need to shout anyone out. So I think he's just his own guy and... and uh, I don't know. It sounds like I'm sticking up from here, but um... no, no, I do get that. I think he he probably does do it just to sort of give a bit of needle, shits and giggles, that type of thing. Aye. But uh, as a young aspiring, uh, I don't, know, I hate calling myself a journalist because I really don't see myself as that. But back in the day, I was probably a little bit wounded. I felt for John the other day as well. Aye, same. I man. just you know, we us guys, as much as probably some of some of the fighters don't like talking to us, without us. You know, it's a big sucky. It's like a circle, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not without us and we're not without them. Absolutely, man. Let's get to main event then. Jack Shore is on fire. My man, Boom Boom, here finally gets what he deserves, in my opinion. Shot of some gold. Going to be some scrap. Um, let's start with uh, with Kieran. Kieran, give me your thoughts. Shore versus Malone. Who we got? I'm, I'm going to take Shore for this one. As much as Boom Boom is your, is your mate, I've got to take Shore. Uh, ten and zero. We saw what he did to Mike Akinduya. We just shut him down at his own game. Just wrestled, wrestled the fuck out of him for three rounds. Then just smashed him. Um, but you know, he's he's also training with, with his dad, Richard Shaw. But he's also the other guys he's training with, uh, you know, Chris Edwards, uh, Josh Reed down there in his training camp as well. Okay. He's gone out to uh, Alpha Male in the past to do a bit of training, I think, as well. Is so well rounded. He, he doesn't like taking fights to finishes. The only uh, taking fights to decision. Sorry. The only decision on his record is against Bourne Lee, who at the time was had 28 fights to Jack seven. Yeah. So, you know, I personally see Jack winning this. I think he'll, you know, I think it's going to be a slog. I think Boom Boom's going to, is a tough guy. We know that. I think he's going to take Jack the full five rounds. I think he's going to go to a decision. I think this could be fight of the night. A uh, good, good show, by the way, uh, Ken. But I think this is um, this is the, all the makings of fight of the night. You got, you look at Scott's record, man. And I, I know I'm kind of coming from a biased point of view. I've followed Scott since he's, he's done pro, but the, there's been so many cancellations, man. That that guy should have had at least double the fight fights that he's had up until this point. But you know, credentialed as well, judo, Commonwealth background, all the rest of it. And then you've got the other side, the the, the poster boy basically for Cage Warriors and the boy's got skills to boot, undefeated Jack Shore. I mean this that I've probably jinxed it now with my fucking <laughs> little send off. But uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I think this is gonna be an absolute belter of a fight. I sort of forgot to mention as well, we've just mentioned about how difficult uh, Tom Watson can be with the media. Whereas Jack Shore is on the complete opposite yeah. end of this. Uh, <laughs> I've interviewed him before. He's such a nice lad. Uh, time for anyone. Yeah, uh, I interviewed man. him last last year after the fight against Bonley, actually. And he was fantastic. He had all the time in the world for the media. He hung out in the media tent for a bit after as well to watch some of the fight. So he's just a fantastic lad. Uh, you know, he's, de- he's definitely got the fan base as well. We've seen uh, the Jack, Jack Shore's a fire chance going down all the way from uh, Wales down to London to support him so you know it's fantastic he gets to defend his title in his home arena oh, absolutely yeah and and all those guys man artillery like Richard as well like the, they are they're, they're very very approachable um, nice guys and, and they do a lot for the community so why that, that shout out is to them for sure um, Sean how about you your thoughts on the main event and still or on you <sighs> I don't know I, I think I agree with you I think this is so evenly matched this could well be a fight of the night type fight. Uh, I backed against Jack Shaw last time against Ekendeo. I thought Ekendeo was going to be too much for him and he just just made him look average, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I do really rate Scott Malone as well. Uh, it's just too tight to call. Uh, 
it, we have you know these fights in the the UFC where we have like you know like a loser leaves town type thing. Do you know what I mean? And the loser's going to be out of the UFC. Well, this could well be the winner of this fight might be walking into the UFC. These guys are both right yeah. there at the minute. Yeah, uh, it, it is really right. close to call. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go either way, and it it could end absolutely anywhere as well. It's not. I can't call like a knockout or a submission. Both guys are capable of, uh, of finishing this fight in a, in, a, in a multitude of ways. Guys, there you have it. Cage Warriors 104. It's just around the corner. Uh, thank you for all the fighters for their, their time, uh, including Tom Watson. I didn't realise I was in such a uh, blessed day. Uh, <laughs> 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 appreciative of your time. But uh, I also want to extend my thanks uh, to the panel here. Start with Sean Bet. Sean, a pleasure as always, mate. Let our people know uh, where to check out Severe and, and maybe what you've got coming up, my friend. Uh, Severe MMA, obviously. I'm, I'm hoping by now everyone knows who they are. I'm on Twitter, sbets underscore MMA. Check out my boy, Cali Steve, and Frontrunner MMA as well. Go and follow there. We're, we're at all the grassroots shows around the UK. The next big show we're at, I think, is Bellator Birmingham nice. on May the 4th, which is a cracking card. Get yourself there. No excuse. It's in the UK. A nice cheap ticket. Go and support our show. Super, man. To Kieran Cobley. Kieran, massive thank you for coming on, sir. Let everyone know about Newsome MMA and, and where to follow all the good stuff you do online, my friends. Yeah, cheers for having me on, man. Hopefully, be on in the future as well. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow us in at Newsome MMA on Twitter. That's Newsome underscore MMA. Uh, we've currently uh, Adam running a uh, thing on his uh, on the Twitter to get him to 3,000 followers. Whether they uh, offer him a premium bet service, uh, translate, you know, win yourself a premium bet service there. Uh, also, make sure you're uh, looking out for the interviews. We've got just had one released today with, uh, with myself and Dee Truman. Uh, hopefully, next week we've got a couple more coming out as well. Um, again, hopefully, there'll be a few more shows this year. Hopefully, Bellator Birmingham, Bellator London. Uh, and a couple more Cage Warriors shows uh, this year as well awesome stuff man and thanks for listening if you've liked this show be sure to follow us on Twitter it's at Martial Arts Chat uh, give us a like on facebook.com forward slash Martial Arts Chat and subscribe to us iTunes all the platforms just search for you guessed it Martial Arts Chat I'm John Boyd McElroy and I'll catch you next time on the Martial Arts Chat podcast Thank you.